Hello, this is Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. We're bringing you your weekly Tech Law 10 podcast where the law and information technology intersect. As always, I'm joined by my colleague, Jonathan Armstrong, across the pond. Speaking of which, I understand there's some fast-breaking news uh, in the UK that you want to tell us about, Jonathan. Yeah, absolutely. So we're recording this on Friday, and just about 10 minutes ago, the UK data protection regulator, the ICO, announced its first uh, big case under GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation. And somewhat ironically, the case is against the UK government, or more accurately, Her, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, which is sort of our equivalent of the IRS in the US, the body that raises tax revenue. And as you'd expect, because it's just breaking, we don't know that much at the moment. The commissioner herself uh, is actually in Washington, D.C. today. So we only have an, uh, an announcement from the deputy commissioner at the ICO. And why it's broken quickly, I think, is because there um, was a preliminary enforcement notice issued on April 4th, uh, we now understand, and uh, HMRC have decided to act today. Now, what it seems to be about is there was a system of voice authentication allowed for customer verification. So some banks have this, for example, which, uh, by which you can teach the system your voice and you don't have to input username, password, etc. And the ICO found that HMRC hadn't, uh, from what we think, um, observed the transparency principle that we've talked about before, principle one of uh, the six principles in GDPR that says that you have to be open and upfront with people about how you're using their data and you have to give them enough uh, information to allow them to give or withhold consent consent has to be full and informed and specific. So by the looks of it, what seems to have happened is that HMRC were not clear enough with people when they were recording their voices for this database. And the database got to holding records on about 5 million people. And it seems that HMRC have said today that they are going to observe the enforcement notice that the ICO have issued and, uh, and destroy the database and start again. And we've said on these calls before, uh, Eric, that sometimes um, an enforcement notice can be as impactful or more impactful than a fine. And clearly that is the case here. There's no fine. But this order to change its behaviors and this destruction of the entire database that they don't mass over months and weeks will be truly uh, impactful on the organization. And of course, were that to happen in a commercial corporation, you'd ordinarily expect uh, the CEO or at least very senior managers to be exiting the business. So it shows the importance of GDPR. It shows that the regulator has teeth and, then, and that they're not afraid to 
take on even their own paymasters, if you like, in enforcing GDPR. Now, we won't know what the exact circumstances of the case are until next week. A final enforcement issue, uh, notice will be issued next week, probably not on Monday because it's a public holiday here. But we'll find out, I guess, by the middle of the week the exact circumstances of the case. But uh, pretty significant, I think. And it also confirms that biometric data, um, so voice recognition, for example, counts as uh, special category data, what we used to call sensitive personal data pre-GDPR, and is subject to those special conditions as a result. So anybody that's using any form of voice recognition, whether that be with customers, whether that be with employees, needs to take that case, this case seriously and look urgently at how they explain that to the people whose voices they are recording. Um, so much going on, and this really is very important. I agree with you, and I guess three points I want to follow up on. I mean, clearly, as we've discussed many times across our, oh, what, almost 250 podcasts or more, transparency really is key. Uh, consumers, customers, um, citizens need to know up front how their data is going to be used. Um, they should have the ability to uh, give or withhold consent, as you point out. So that's point number one. Point number two, I do agree in mean, the destruction of this data that was compiled over quite a bit of time, and I'm sure you know resources were used uh, substantially to collect the data, is a big deal. And I, I think you're right. If you extrapolate that from the government context to the commercial context, if that were to happen in the commercial setting, um, it really would have repercussions at the CU level, um, as you described. And then lastly, I just want to follow up. You know, we're now entering into yet another round with this biometric-type data, you know, voice recognition data, and uh, one could certainly see why, this, you know, the same concerns apply there as, as respects other data we've been dealing with in the past. Um, so those are the three points I wanted to follow up on. I think this is fast-breaking. I think it is important. I'm glad you raised it uh, to our attention. Uh, any final thoughts, Jonathan? No, not from me. I suspect it will be one we'll be talking about uh, soon. I mean, I suppose, to put it in context, um, GDPR, we're probably in the realm of about 200, 250 cases now, but this mm. alongside the Google one in France is likely to be certainly in the top five most significant, I think. Yeah, well, your, your predictions along those lines are usually accurate. So <laughs> thank you for bringing that to us. Uh, this has been your weekly Tech Law 10. I'm Eric Sinrod at the Dwayne Morris Law Firm. You can reach me at ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. You can find us on the usual social media outlets. Uh, keep providing uh, comments and also suggestions for future podcasts. And then, Jonathan, you get the last word. Yeah, it's uh, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you again in another week or so. Take care. Cheers. 